Hello and welcome to the Client Experience Revolution. I am Raya Gonzalez and I am excited today to have Natalie Swan, who is a marketing extraordinaire, to talk about some of the misconceptions that we're hearing about marketing ourselves online and what we can do better to be able to present ourselves and reach our ideal clients and actually convert them into clients that want to pay for our services. So welcome, Natalie. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here, Raya. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and your company and how you serve people. Absolutely. So I'm Natalie, as you mentioned, and I'm a career marketer and brand strategist. So I've been doing it for about 10 years. And I decided a about four years ago that I wanted to start my own business to help other small business owners with their marketing and brand strategy, because obviously it's such an important part of growing your business as everyone listening knows. And so I was working a lot with one-on-one clients and helping them with marketing strategy, lead generation, brand strategy for startups. But most recently, I've actually pivoted and I'm now offering a six-month membership to small business owners where I can you know, give people learning content that they can work through on their own time, small business owners specifically, and also do coaching calls with me as well as have access to an online community. So that's what I have shifted to most recently. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, that, and you know, that is probably more accessible too than the traditional one-on-one really deep dive trying to figure out everything. And you're also getting the benefit of having the collaboration of the group and other people working through the material as well. So that's awesome. Exactly. Yes. I My goal really was to help help more people and help more people grow their businesses. I love other entrepreneurs and small business owners. I just feel like we're such a scrappy and resourceful bunch. So, you know, who doesn't want more of those people around? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's dive in because when we met each other, we're in, we're in several groups together. And I was fascinated with the fact that you buck the trend with a lot of the things (laughs) that we're being told that we need to do online. And so you have some ideas in terms of things that we're told that you feel are common misconceptions. So I'd love to like dive into that. So the first one is, and I like literally, I just heard this like three times this week that being consistent online is the most important thing in terms of, you know, people wanting to follow you and to, you know, have you be visible as a person, you know, for social proof, not only, but also to get your message out there. So tell me a little bit about why being consistent doesn't really matter as much as people say. Well, yeah, I'm I'm excited to share my thoughts on this. So a lot of the challenge is that a lot of people talk about consistency as showing up and showcasing your expertise. And what I see a lot of small business owners do when they hear this advice is think, okay, be consistent. I need to be sharing on multiple social media platforms all the time. I need to post on Instagram every single day. And I need to always be in my stories. And the problem with that is that that's not really the full story. Consistency in marketing can certainly help you because you learn as you go, you learn what you like and you build from there and you start to see results. But when we're being consistent for consistency's sake and just trying to get visible and trying to put out content, 
we're not really taking a step back to think, okay, how is this actually moving my business forward? Like, is me posting eight times a week actually getting me leads, actually getting me clients? And so that's a big piece of it that's really missed is, you know, consistency can be important. And it is, I, I want to say that consistency is important, but consistency in of itself is not going to move your business forward in the way that you think. If you think that consistency means just showing up all the time on social media platforms. Right. I think I've seen that too. I mean, my business specifically for the last year and a half, we've recently sort of pivoted how we're showing up, you know, mm-hmm. online because we were very Instagram focused. Mm-hmm. and and like the having this stream be really beautiful and you know all of those types of things and I am you know dismayed slash you know happy to say because of you know happy to affirm what you're saying that I have gotten exactly zero clients from mm-hmm. having very very consistent Instagram presence I have gained like basically a hundred times fold, you know, in followers. And while that's great for social proof, you know, in in terms of people knowing that I'm a person that is really in business, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't care how many followers I have. I care how that equates to dollars in my pocket and in, in reaching people with my message and being able to help people. And, you know, I like the, I'm a big fan of the, the buck 80 strategy by Gary Vaynerchuk in terms of engagement and, you know, and really trying to add value to other people's pages and, and doing that to have organic growth. But again, at the end of the day, it's like, how is that converting to to dollars? And it's a lot of work and I had help. And so not only was it work on my behalf, but I was also paying somebody mm-hmm. to help me do that. And that's like a whole year and a half's worth of that person helping me, you know, have this very Instagram focused. And when I say Instagram focused, I mean, we had Instagram as our primary platform. And then we would use that content in other areas, which we'll talk about too. But that was where we started was Instagram. And, you know, and so it was, you know, it was just something where when I go back and I look at it and I say like, really, what did that do? Mm -hmm. It did nothing. You know, it created beautiful content for the purpose of, showing up and having, maybe it inspired people, you know, in that way, but it, you know, it did not unfortunately allow us to grow our presence in the sense of having dollars and having ROI. So the dollar 80 strategy. And I think another piece of that is that people assume that by adding value or by like showing up in front of someone that that person then is going to take some action that's going to then result in, okay, now they're a paying client. But the steps that get missed are, how are you nurturing that person in in that timeframe? And there's countless Facebook groups and content on Instagram. And so one of the things that I just encourage people to think about is, how are you actually standing out? If everyone is doing these strategies, if everyone is trying to participate in follow for follow or content engagement pods, which do you think that people will know what that is? Or should I go into the explanation of, of those growth hacks? <laughs> I would love the explanation of growth hacks. Yes. So 
on a lot of Facebook groups, what I'm seeing are these follow for follow trains essentially. And it'll say, you know, Hey everyone, let's support one another. This group has 50,000 people. So we should all have X number of followers. Like drop your Instagram handle or Facebook group below and we can support one another. And this is no way to grow a following of engaged potential ideal clients because everyone is participating in these growth hacks for their own benefit, right? To get their own more followers, right. to, um, to grow their own accounts. And so what I always encourage is how can you take it a step further to actually stand out to someone and to be really helpful in a way that's not just necessarily commenting on a post and hoping that that results in business, but is in fact growing that relationship, having a conversation, you know, and going that step further so that they're like, Hey, I, I remember Raya. I, I don't remember these 20 other people or 50 other people who did the exact same thing today on my page. Yeah, exactly. So Natalie, tell us again about, you know, this repurposing content and really why it's not working. The thought is if you create content, you put a lot of effort into it. It's something that you feel is going to be really powerful to attract your ideal client to you. So you want to turn it into a video or a blog post or, you know, a cute quote or whatever it is, which you know, former me in my marketing career would have been like, yeah, we let's do that. We got to do that. The challenge though, is with a small business owner, a solopreneur or someone who has a really small team and a, you know, not huge budget to market their business effectively is that again, we get into this place where we don't actually know what's working to draw our ideal clients to us. So just because we're putting out the content If we don't know what's working and we don't have time to learn because we're continuing to just repurpose, then we're not actually seeing an impact on our bottom line. So what I like to talk about instead and why I created my membership program is because I feel there's a huge gap in terms of the need that small business owners have for marketing and what's often talked about online, which is one size fits all, which is, Hey, I have the strategy for Pinterest or, Hey, you have to be on LinkedIn because it has such great organic reach right now. So as a small business owner, you're thinking, Oh my gosh, I have to like be everywhere. I have to put everything on LinkedIn. I have to do all this stuff. But what really needs to happen is that as small business owners, we need to find the platform, the ideal client, the medium through which we prefer and do more of it and figure out what's really working on that platform and learn and grow from that versus just spending the time putting things out into the universe and hoping for the best. (laughs) Right. I think that I've really learned that lesson too. And I am doing sort of a combination of the two. I've found that my ideal clients are really on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And so I have focused my energy really on Facebook itself. I do repurpose the content in like releasing the content with my scheduler to the other platforms, mm-hmm. but my energy in terms of engaging the con with the content, engaging with people, I'm not going on to those other platforms and really trying to start conversations or, you know, like if somebody re- like responds, of course, I'm going to answer that, but I am going to like try to grab people into the conversation and really try to engage in conversation where I'm finding my clients at and where I am getting my clients from, like not just, you know, people who want to 
you know, consume the content, but also the people who could potentially become clients. And so I'm focusing. So in that sense, I am repurposing, but I'm also doing what you're saying in terms of taking my focus and really putting it on one platform. Yes. Um, And that's, you use the word energy and like, that's such a key piece of it because What I hear from a lot of small business owners is that, you know, it just feels like such a grind and it just feels like they're throwing spaghetti at the wall and they, the burnout and, and sort of this overwhelm feeling comes when we're putting in all this time, we're putting in all this effort, we're hiring someone to do it for us, and we're still not seeing results. And worse than that, we don't know how to improve, right? Like, like that's the worst part of it is that every time you're starting back at square one, when you're trying something new and you're trying a new platform or you're trying a new way to market your business, you're not taking advantage of all of your learnings and really growing from it. You're just continuing to reinvent the wheel of how to get clients into your business. Yeah, absolutely. What do you see are the ways, what are you seeing are the ways that are maybe unconventional, but the ways that are actually really working, you know, the, the, you know, if, if we're not repurposing our content and we're not necessarily being consistent, what are the things that people can do right now to switch things up and really do engage with people and really reach the people that we want to? Yeah. So I'm going to speak specifically to when you're getting started with your business or when you feel like you still need to really grasp marketing that works for you. And honestly, be as simple as possible with it. So when I started my business, I literally made a list of anyone in my life who I had met, you know, former coworkers, former bosses, you know, people that I'd met through networking, people that I'd gone to college with, like all this stuff. And I literally just emailed them and said, Hey, you know, a lot of them were entrepreneurs. And I said, Hey, I'd love to hear about your business. I'm thinking about starting my business. And I just, you know, would love to learn about what you've experienced and what you've gone through. And that resulted in clients. And I literally was just having conversations with people I already knew. I would encourage you to go deeper with the relationships that you have, or with even if you have 50 people that follow you online, that's 50 potential conversations you could be having and learning more about your ideal client. And so it's not about the follower number. It's, it's especially when you're getting started, it's about showing up as a human being and showing up to learn more and to be helpful and to really be the go-to, right? When that person does need your services, even if it's not right then and there. So I really would encourage people to think about what tools do I already have and who can I already talk to versus I need more exposure right out of the gate. And yeah, that that is like the simplest way that I can say to be successful is to do something that is not going to require you to spend all this time, all these hours, weeks, months learning and researching and implementing and then doing it over again because it's not working. But instead, just start small and simple. And on the podcast with other people in marketing about even if you say like, what kind of content do you want? You know, then people don't necessarily engage and then you look like, like an asshole, basically, because like, no one says anything. But, you know, and the response that I've gotten is that it's 
too broad of a question and it requires like you're giving them homework. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. That may be a poll or something like that might be better, but like, how do you go deeper with that client or, you know, with those, that small network of people that are following you? Like what are ways that you could go deeper and discover what it is that they really want to see and hear and, and how you can be more effective in how you show up? Yeah. So I really prioritize conversations. And for example, if you have 50 followers and maybe you have, even if it's one person who is consistently liking your posts or who is consistently watching your stories, take note of that and go to their page, engage with their content. And if there's someone who would be an ideal client for you, reach out to them and say hello and have, you know, have a conversation. I think that we become so much more accessible and relatable when it's like, Hey, I'm Natalie, I'm a person and I'm putting out this content, but like, I would love to get to know you better. And I would love to, you know, give you a comment once a week or whatever it is. But that's a bit of that nurturing piece that I meant earlier in terms of it's not just about getting in front of people. You really have to build this connection. And I want to clarify that it's not something that should take a ton of your time. It's not something where you should be like spending hours and hours, you know, hopping on two hour phone calls with people or something like that. But it's really just, you know, rather than liking someone's post, what if you sent them a video DM? Or what if you sent them a voice memo and just said, hey, I really appreciate that you're engaging with my stuff. And I noticed that you liked a couple of my posts. Is there anything that I could be helpful with? You know, is there anything else you'd like to see from me, Raya? <laughs> you know, yeah. and just making it that much more personal. And I think people assume that that's going to be a lot of work, but I would, I would ask you, how many hours have you spent liking posts or doing a comment or something like that? And it hasn't gotten anywhere versus what if you have five really meaningful comments? And even if those people don't become clients, Maybe they'll become partners. Maybe they'll refer yeah. someone to you. Maybe they'll come back to you in a year. There's so many other opportunities versus just, hey, sign up and, and buy my stuff. <laughs> I have tried that. I like. I heard somebody who did that and I thought it was really interesting. And I tried that as a, and I got a really great response. And it was just like a group that I follow. And I really like this, you know, this person and she posted this thing and it really resonated with what I, you know, like it just re resonated with me. So I recorded like this, like quick, like five or to 10 second video. Yes. And then I posted it as a comment in her stream. Yes. And then she like responded right away. And she's like snaps for the video comment, you know, like, because it's different. You know what I mean? Like it, it was like something that, you know, other people are not doing. And, and I've heard, although I haven't ever explored, but I've heard you can do the same thing in LinkedIn where you can send like a message. That's an actual video, as opposed to just a, a strict, you know, mm -hmm. text. And then it's a little bit more personal than trying to send something, you know, you're like, Hey, John, like I, you know, we, you know, we're first connected, but I don't know you and that's wrong. We should know each other, you know, th that kind of thing. I haven't really explored that side of things, but it would be really interesting to see that type of, you know, like receive that myself and also see that type of engagement because it does 
put a face to the name and you're setting setting yourself apart from other people, you know, in terms of trying to do things a little bit differently. That's how we effectively market ourselves online. You need to stand out. And such a big part of that is doing things that not everyone else is doing. We probably heard the advice that, you know, go to someone's account and like 10 of their pictures and then you'll get their attention and they'll follow you back. And it's like, when everyone is doing that, I know, and you come to my page and do that, I know exactly what you're doing. You know, you're, I'm not trying to build a relationship with you if that's how you go about your business. You know, right. but if you send me a message and say, hey, Natalie, I really liked what you said about XYZ, or, you know, I do that to other people as well. And that breeds opportunity, right? Having yeah. conversations with people and people think that the power of Instagram, Facebook, wherever it is, as you're getting started, is that you're going to get all this exposure. You're going to go viral. You're going to use the right hashtag and everyone's going to see your content. But you need to build the momentum first. And you need to do that by going directly to the person who is your ideal client and getting to know them better and getting to understand them better. Because that that's how it can be so powerful for you. Yeah, absolutely. I will say that I am like the one person who's not on TikTok. Like, I'm not either. bandwidth like I'm like I'm on everything else I just can't like there's just no bandwidth for that I can't I can't do it let's touch on clubhouse it's so new I I barely know I barely know anything about it and I wouldn't expect you to be an expert on clubhouse either but when a new platform emerges what are your thoughts about you know jumping on the bandwagon and seeing and then I have some like sort of tips that I've heard that are sort of interesting that we can talk about too. But like, what are your thoughts about when a new platform emerges? Because TikTok, like five seconds ago was like the it thing. And now Clubhouse is like the everyone has FOMO. Like if you don't have an invite, you know, then, you know, or if you're on a droid, you know, and you can't get into Clubhouse. So what are your thoughts about new platforms and how to set yourself apart when you're in a new platform? Yes. And Raya, I I will be following you right after this interview on Clubhouse. (laughs) So new platforms can be really exciting and really fun. And when they're just getting started, typically the value is you can reach a lot of people just because, you know, Facebook so many years ago, there was huge organic reach. Now there's almost none because they monetized it and you need to pay for ads. So there is benefit to it. But on the whole, when we think about marketing our business, bringing in new tools, bringing in you know new tech or a new consultant or whatever it is, we often think that that thing is going to be the solution to our problem. We often think like, oh, if I'm just on Clubhouse, then I'll reach a million people. Or, oh, oh if I just get this new email marketing platform, it'll make things so much easier for me. Right. And that's not the case in any instance that I've seen. Now, yeah. you know, prove me wrong. <laughs> But yeah, it could happen, but yeah, absolutely. There's always exceptions. I think that, you know, it's super fun if you're a marketer or if you're, you know, interested in learning about this new social media platform, like by all means, of course, spend time on it. I have as well. And I think always starting out, be curious and don't be afraid. One of the benefits of joining early is that everyone is kind of learning it at the same time. Right. So <laughs> you can kind of get in and not feel like, oh, I missed that bandwagon. You know what I mean? But how I'm really excited to use Clubhouse really is for networking and collaborations. There are a lot of people 
and small business owners that I've met over the years and who I really admire and I love what they're putting out there. And I'm excited to hop on the platform and have a conversation with them and add value to people. And so I think that, you know, give yourself boundaries with the new platform, spend time on it for sure. If you're curious and you want to learn how it might be able to help your business, but don't look to it as now I need to spend all day, every day on clubhouse, even though I'm starting to get leads, you know, on Facebook, because that's what works for me. So don't abandon what's working. Right. For you. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, so this is the strategy that I just heard that I thought was really interesting. And I don't think she would mind if I shared it because it's genius, but she was saying that, you know, people that you might like, if you're on LinkedIn and there are people that you are targeting or that you might want to reach out to for networking purposes, you find where they're at in Clubhouse and then you listen to what they have to say. And then you jot down like maybe a couple like quotes of things that they Mm -hmm. said. And then you can go to the other platforms where you actually want to engage with them and you, and you connect with them and you say, Hey, I was in the room in Clubhouse when you were speaking and it really resonated with me when you said X, Y, and Z, I'd love to be connected with you. And it's true. Like it's actually like showing them that you are paying attention to what they are putting out for content and you are, you know, making an effort to really try to connect with them in an organic and in in an authentic way. And I thought like, what a genius I mean, it's, it's extra steps, right? You know what I'm saying? But like what a genius way to like actually reach somebody. I wish that Facebook didn't hide messages the way that it does because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes you miss the opportunity where LinkedIn, you, it does push it through where you can see it and you can reject it or whatever, but you can at least give the opportunity for somebody to engage with you and then say no or yes. But I just thought that was a really interesting strategy for networking specifically to, you know, listen to what people are saying and to consume their content, to pay attention, to jot some things down and then go to the platform where you are actually trying to engage with that person, whether that be Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, wherever that might be, or MySpace, good old Tom, you know, RIP. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or yeah. Or what was I going to say? It doesn't matter. You know what I'm talking about though? Way back when. Way back when. Yeah, exactly. One of the bulletin boards, maybe, I don't know. Memos, dust memos. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But I mean, all that does is just show, like, look at the evolution of where we've been in terms of engaging with people and trying to reach a broader audience and do it in a way that is different and standing out. And so I love your ideas in terms of like, really setting aside different ideas and doing it in a way that's different than what the normal audience and the normal advice is saying, you know, in terms of focusing your energy. I do think it's like the repurposing thing. There's nothing wrong with like, even the fact that this video is going to go on YouTube. I, I could give two shits about YouTube, to be really honest with you. I don't care if I have lots of subscribers or whatever, but why waste the content? It's there. You know what I mean? Like we, we're going to record this podcast anyways. We might as well record video and put it on YouTube. So it's the same thing, you know, like you, you can repurpose. But for me, the purpose of this 
interaction with you is the audio. It's Mm -hmm. the podcast. That's my heart. That's what I really want. But we look freaking cute. So why not put ourselves on YouTube as well? You know what I mean? So that's, you know, that I think is the heart is like, find where you really, really want to engage Mm -hmm. with people and really understand your ideal client where they are at. And that's where you want to hang out too. And then you're going to get those conversions. Then you're going to get that return on your investment, your return, because it's an investment of time, Mm -hmm. a lot of time. And it's investment often in money because you have people helping you because it's, it's too much for one person a lot of the time. Yes. So, you know, like that whole year and a half that I've had this person really helping me build out my Instagram and yay, I have almost 2000 followers, which I never did paid ads or anything like that. So that's like nothing to other people. But, you know, to me, that's like a huge deal because when we started, I had 188 followers, you know what I mean? And so, but still, again, not one single client has like slid into my DMs and been like, hey, loving what you're putting out there. Can we have a discovery call? You know what I mean? Like that's just not happening. So I might as well focus my energy on Facebook and then just push to Instagram what I, you know, what I'm already doing in Facebook. And so I love that. I love that. Well, I always end with two questions. And the first question is, I really want the audience to take away some of these tidbits. So if they only were able to absorb and really take away one thing, what would be the one thing that you would want them to walk away from this conversation with? Yeah. The one thing that I, that I want people to walk away with is that you can attract ideal clients without all of these time-sucking marketing strategies, without feeling like you have to have all the greatest tech, be posting nonstop, all this stuff. Like, you have so many tools already. If you have Wi-Fi, if you have a laptop, if you have a phone, if you have ever met someone. <laughs> so think about what you have and, and start there. And I think it's going to be a lot easier and a lot more fun for you to, to get started oh, I or love to continue. That. Yeah, exactly. And then the harder but really interesting question is, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given. And it doesn't have to be marketing or social media related, but what is something that somebody has said to you or you've read or you've absorbed in some way that has been meaningful for you that you carry with you every day? This is embarrassing, but I don't even remember where I heard slash saw this. It's not embarrassing at all. You're not the first or the last. Oh, good. But it was, no one's going to give you permission to like do what you want in life. And when I started my business and when I was even thinking about starting a business, I had so much fear and I had so much uncertainty around the right way to do things and how to get going and like what I'm supposed to be doing. And that just drained so much of my energy. And I just remember thinking about this and it's like, it's go time. Like, you know, one is going to show up and be like, this is, this is what to do. This is, you know, your intuition is now perfect and everything's going to be right. But just giving yourself that permission to like go and get it wrong and try again is just really important. And it's something that I remind myself of every single day. One of my affirmations is I love making mistakes and just like going forward. And so it's actually making mistakes is the best. I should have said that, but it's just about 
Hey, you're, you're showing up and you're doing the best you can and you're going to keep learning. And that's amazing. So keep it up. What is that Shakira song? It's like fail everything or like fail at everything. There's a song from like a Disney movie and she's just, and she says that basically like, just do it and fail and just do it and fail and do it and fail and do it and fail and fall and really just absorb what it is that works and doesn't work. It's Mm -hmm. just that we have to get over our own pride Mm -hmm. and be able to do that. So I love that. Well, Natalie, thank you for being with us today. I appreciate your time so much. And I I learned a lot today. I hope the audience did too. And we thank you so much for just all of the tidbits that you've been able to share with us today. How how can people reach you? Where are you putting your energy at? (laughs) I primarily hang out on Instagram. My my handle is Glacy Brands. That's spelled... G-L-A-C-I-B-R-A-N-D-S. So I'd love to chat there. I also have a free training that covers a bit more in depth a lot of the topics we talked about today and goes over how to attract ideal clients again without all these really time-consuming marketing strategies. So if that would be helpful to you, go and check it out on my Instagram. I love it. I love it. Well, this has been another episode of the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and we will see you next time. 